You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. It is Tuesday, October 2nd. Penn State is on its bye week still. We're all still recovering from Saturday night's one-point loss to Ohio State. Penn State's next game is against Michigan State. That will be on October 13th. They did announce on Monday that it is a 3.30 kickoff at Beaver Stadium. It is homecoming. It is a game that Penn State could and should win to get them back on track. Michigan State will probably be ranked coming into it. We'll talk more about that game next week, but at least for today and probably tomorrow, we're going to talk about a little more about the Ohio State game and what it means for Penn State as a team and as a program moving forward, just because it's it's tough to get closure on a game like that. And given the schedule, uh, it allows us to talk about it a little bit more. So we're going to flesh things out a little bit with Audrey Snyder from The Athletic. She will be joining us here shortly. Uh, we'll get her take on Saturday night and uh, also about what this means for this Penn State team moving forward if she expects there to be any lingering effects like there was in that for the Michigan State game last year after Ohio State's devastating one-point loss to Ohio State in 2017. So we'll talk to Audrey real soon. We'll also have a true and false with her. We'll give her a couple, a couple statements for, about Penn State's season moving forward and see if she thinks that they are true or false. And then in the last segment of today's show, we will have our weekly Big Ten Power Rankings, so make sure you stick around for those. Before we get to our interview with Audrey, a few quick housekeeping items I wanted to touch on. Uh, You can find Locked On Nittany Lions on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please Please make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes. We are fresh new eps each weekday throughout the season. Uh, You can leave us a rating and review that really helps us out and helps other people and Penn state fans find the show. So those are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so in one of a few ways. You can tweet at us and find us on Twitter at locked on Nittany. We are also on Facebook. You can tweet at me, Steven Pianovich at S Pianovich, and you can also email the show. It is locked on Nittany lions at gmail.com. Really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting from Penn State fans. And uh, if we're not discussing what you want to hear about, shoot us an email or a tweet and we will uh, we'll talk about it on the show because this is made for Penn State fans. All right. So we are going to keep unpacking that Ohio State loss and uh, figuring out what it means for Penn State moving forward with Audrey Snyder of The Athletic. Here's our interview with Audrey. I am happy to be joined now by Audrey Snyder of The Athletic. Audrey, how are you doing? And uh, just 48 hours or so after this, actually a little less, recording this on Monday, uh, what has stuck with you the most about what you saw on Saturday night? You know, Stephen, besides the sleep deprivation, I'm still recovering <laughs> from that from that aspect. Um, but I went back on Sunday, rewatched the game, 
uh, for my weekly upon further review piece on The Athletic. And, mm-hmm. man, there, there were just so many different ways that this thing unraveled. And, you know, not to beat fourth and five into the ground, because I think we probably all have already done that. But you just look at this, and the way the game changed, to me, in my mind, the deciding play was the Miles Miles Sanders fumble. (laughs) Say that five times fast. And (laughs) after that happened, really, things just started to fall apart. And I thought it was really interesting being in Beaver Stadium with eight minutes left in the game. Sanders then comes back, scores that touchdown. And in that moment, sure, the stadium was excited. They were pumped. But... I just had this sense, this feeling, and I tweeted it, Mm -hmm. that eight minutes was a lot of time left for a quick strike offense like Ohio State. And looking around the stadium, you could kind of see the fans and being like, okay, they've been through this before. You know, certainly last year, of course, was on the road. But, yeah, I mean, this game was just never over, and Penn State had so many opportunities. And, you know, not just the fourth and five, but the fourth and one where they're looking for Pat Fryermuth and, Yet again, it was the same Ohio State player who blows that play up. And, you know, you look at the, the missed field goal opportunity, and Penn State's special teams didn't have a particularly great day. The tackling in the fourth quarter was really bad. I mean, to mm-hmm. pin this one on one play, one aspect wouldn't be fair because there were just so many different ways that the outcome could have changed. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Penn State could have been and probably should have been up by at least – you know, no less than 13 and a half time mm-hmm. probably should. It could have been, could have 20, been 20 to nothing very easily. Absolutely. Right. It could have Maybe been 20 to nothing. Right. And which is, and then they don't do that. And then as you mentioned, they just don't quite do enough on all the opportunities they have. And Ohio state makes opportunities out of nothing. And you get the same result as you do last year. And yeah. I mean, just how they got there. And that's, I think where, where Penn state fans have to, and I know they're frustrated with that because, they had this game, and they had it in every possible way. And for three quarters, Penn State looked like the better team. But, you know, mm-hmm. like James Franklin said after the game, making that jump from great to elite is difficult, and that's where Ohio State separated. That's where the Buckeyes came down, and Benjamin Victor makes this, you know, highlight real ridiculous catch and makes the entire Penn State defense miss. You know, that's where Dwayne Haskins has a moving down the field, and Penn State, they're just – throwing their body at the ball carriers, trying to make tackles. And that's that's been problematic for quite a bit, you know, so far this season, the tackling with this defense. So for as good as everything looked for three quarters, the fourth quarter was just one that Penn State fans are going to remember for a long time and for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you agree with this, but I actually thought, and as you mentioned, Penn State, outplayed Ohio State for 52 minutes. Mm-hmm. Going into this game, I said something along the lines of, I think Penn State loses this game three out of four times, but maybe this could be the fourth game. Now I think that yeah. these teams, maybe Penn State's a little better than we thought going in. Maybe Ohio State's not quite as good as we thought going in, but I think Penn State and Ohio State are very evenly matched, and now Penn State just, they're not going to get another shot at the Buckeyes until 2019, which I think that it kind of makes it sting even a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, this was, and one of the things I wrote about Saturday night was you're trying to close that gap. And we've seen Penn State get closer and closer to knocking that door down. We've seen it on the field with the back-to-back New Year's Six Bowl appearances. We saw it with, you know, this highly ranked recruiting class. They're closing that gap. I I think you saw that when K.J. Hamler catches the ball and takes off for 93 yards. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and his speed blows past the entire Ohio State defense. That's closing the gap. However, I think if you couldn't close the gap with Saquon Barkley, if you couldn't close the gap with Trace McSorley, that's where, in my mind, you have to start thinking about kind of that window of opportunity. And it always changes mm-hmm. in college football. You're always going to have those new faces. Penn State's recruited really well. But you've got this magician of a quarterback in Trace McSorley who's done everything and made plays out of nothing Saturday night. And for his last collegiate play against the Buckeyes to end with him handing the ball off, that was my my gripe with the play call, Stephen. It was, heck, mm-hmm. we still don't know how this play was supposed to go other than the fact that Ohio State came to twist and Penn State couldn't stop it. McSorley said afterward he thought it was the right call. Ricky Ronnie hasn't been made available to the media, and who knows when we'll talk mm-hmm. to him. But they felt confident with this call. So the fact that they felt good about it leads me to believe, of course, it was an execution thing. However, the fact that your best, your best, most electric player doesn't have the ball in his hands with the game on the line, that's what I take grip with most about when you look at that play call. Yeah, I think that's what Penn State fans would probably most have said too. Is just Trace has made that play in that moment so many times, and to not have, even have the chance is, is makes it much, much more tough to swallow. And, and you know what? Uh, and if, I highly recommend oh, if the ahead. game ends on a dropped pass, so be it. And the way these receivers have looked at times this year, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But at least you mm-hmm. gave your quarterback that shot. I mean, Stephen, what's the one thing we've heard about Trace McSorley since before the guy got on campus? He's a winner. He wins. He's he's won yeah. since he's been in diapers. I've heard. Uh, yeah. So why they got away from that? There, um, we will never know. But yeah, just try, trying to put that one that game into words was, was definitely a challenge. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend for Penn State fans out there to read Audrey's upon further review column. It. I don't know if you can get closure on this game and, until maybe Penn State beats Ohio State again sometime in the future. But this is a. Uh, It'll, it'll help you at least you know, put things in perspective. Um, so kind of just looking forward at this for this Penn State team, we've seen how a loss to Ohio State by one point last year affected them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you know, I don't know if that second loss to Michigan State really changed too much for their season. They still don't win the Big Ten. They probably still don't make the college football playoff, but it definitely lingered there a little bit. Uh, what, what do you think we can expect from, from this Penn State team moving forward? You know, I think one of their big talking points this week during the bye week will be, and probably already has been, that they can't let this thing snowball because that's exactly what happened last year, and that's something that really players didn't admit until the off season, until the spring and the summer mm-hmm. when they said, yeah, you know what, we did let Ohio State beat us twice. And that's what can't happen this time around. And as usual, I'm sure they were in Sunday, made their corrections. Players are typically off Monday. Um, they usually carry on with a pretty normal bi-week schedule in terms of practice and preparation. And then usually where it gets a little bit different is toward the weekend, they'll give the older guys, you know, an extra day or so off, and then they'll turn to more like developmental scrimmages with the younger guys. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, they've got to have a short memory. And that's where James Franklin's one and oh mantra certainly comes into play. But I mean, this, this is a tough one to swallow. And I think, you know, walking around campus Monday morning, there have been signs. I tweeted one out of a, a billboard on <laughs> campus with a miss, a missing, a, basically a wanted poster 
um, no. calling for Trace McSorley and James Franklin, and where was your quarterback on fourth and five? So they're reminders of this game all around campus, all on social media. Um, you know, front page of the student newspaper, the back page of the student newspaper. It's all about Penn State, Ohio mm-hmm. State. I mean, it's that's what this town is. The football team is the really the pulse of the community around here. So they're going to have to find a way, and I think that's where the leadership will really be tested. And that's where, you know, we've heard James Franklin say it, that they don't have any racer on this defense. And so I kind of wonder, again, your captains really have to, I think, take take ownership of this and make sure, because this team is young at so many spots, make sure that these younger guys don't let this this uh, game come back to bite them twice. Yeah, yeah, this is where Penn State's lucky to have someone like Trace McSorley uh as long as as long as he could he could be used in in the locker room no one's gonna he doesn't have to hand off his leadership there so that's that's the good news for penn state uh we are with audrey snyder of the athletic we have to step away for a quick break but when we come back we'll have a couple true and false questions about what this means for the rest of penn state's season stay with us here on locked on nittany lions If you're looking for Penn State tickets or tickets to any sporting event or concert, I highly recommend checking out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and then use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every Vivid Seats purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. Enter the promo code Locked On and get $20 off your first order of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seas help you get to your favorite live event. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We still have Audrey Snyder from The Athletic on the line. Audrey, we're going to play a couple of true or false questions here. I'm going to give you a statement about Penn State season, about looking ahead in Penn State season, and you tell me if you think that is true or false. All right, first one, it is a good time for a bye week after that loss to Ohio State. Do you think that's true or do you think that's false? True, both for them and for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they need to regroup, and I think this is is the perfect time for it. Uh, Last year, they didn't have that luxury, and I I know some players will probably say, well, you know, we're ready to go play a game right now, but looking at that film, there's a lot of stuff that still needs to be corrected, and it's it's not like they have Purdue on the other side of this. So mm-hmm. certainly I, I think it comes at a good time. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, especially because this is the team that beat you right after a one-point loss to Ohio State last season and is very, it's a, basically the same team they played out there in Michigan State. So mm-hmm. they, have the, they should have their hands full again in two weeks. Um, all right, next one. Even without a win on Saturday night, Trace McSorley helped his Heisman campaign. Do you think that's true or false? I think he helped it, but certainly it's true, but he could have helped it much more had he had the ball in his hands on fourth and five and made a play. I mean, I think that's when people look at big-time, game-changing moments. That was his Heisman moment right there to be had. Um, Mm -hmm. 
unless he would have audible to something else, we'll never we'll never know what could have been. Um, but yeah, his Heisman moment, I, I think, was was right there to be had, and they just kind of let it slip away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's if if Penn State goes down and scores somehow in the last two minutes, there you have to imagine Trace McSorley is maybe your October September Heisman winner and the leader going into this month, but we'll never know. He also, I want to bring this up real quick. Dwayne Haskins on Monday was named the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week, which yeah, that's a, that's a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, and Ohio State's punter was incredible too, and he he didn't get the Special Teams Player of the Week award, so I, I'm not sure. Maybe they maybe they didn't watch all the games. I don't know. Maybe maybe they fell yeah. asleep. <laughs> I, yeah, he, I mean Dwayne Haskins was fine and got a lot of yards on screen passes, but I mean he was not the best quarterback in that game. I mean four hundred and six. One yards of total offense for Trace McSorley. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I I don't get that one at all. Yeah, well, I, so I mean, if that's the mind of the Heisman voters too, then that's that's probably not good for his prognosis there either. All right, I think he's, uh, I think just, he's twenty-five to one. I think are the latest latest McSorley okay. Heisman odds. Yeah, well, they could they could still go up. We'll see. Um, all right, Audrey, Penn State makes the college football playoff if they win out. Do you think that's true or false? I think it's false because they're going to need they're going to need some help, right? And I think mm-hmm. that to get that to happen, you have to have Ohio State falter, and I'm just not so sure that that's going to happen. I mean, now this this Ohio State team, as Penn State knows from three quarters, certainly is beatable. Uh, yeah. Penn State, the rest of their schedule lines up really well, but unless they get some help again, because now you're talking. You got to get into the Big Ten title game, win the Big Ten title game. You got to get Ohio State to fall off the map here. Um, and the fact that you know now they're they're playing well without Nick Bosa, Dwayne Haskins is only in my mind going to get better and more comfortable from here on out. So I just I can't see it. But hey, it's already been a crazy college football season, so they're definitely still in the conversation. Yeah, that's true. And you kind of already, like I was doing this on Saturday a little bit, like you think about if Penn State does have a loss, what else they need to happen? And I was like, oh, maybe Clemson will lose, but they beat Syracuse. And then maybe Notre Dame will lose, but they beat Stanford. So there would be a lot of teams that Penn State has to jump if if that was the case. All right, Audrey, last one, kind of on that same note. Penn State will win out its final seven games of the regular season. Is that true or false? It's going to be tough to see how they regroup from this one. Wisconsin, to me, is still the game that that could be a really, really difficult one, but it is at Beaver Stadium. I'm going to go false on this because I think mm-hmm. either somewhere between either Michigan or Wisconsin, one of those two games, Michigan's on the road. I'm still not totally sold on Michigan, of course, but they have the potential there with the swarming defense if their mm-hmm. offense is good. The Penn State defense has to has to get the tackling issues cleaned up. I mean, this offense, we know they can put up points. Um, and part of this, too, assuming everything checks out with K.J. Hamler, but, I mean, yeah. your playmaker exited the game early. That's also why I think the bye week comes at a good time for them, um, mm. given kind of the un- uncertainty of Hamler's availability. But, yeah, there, there could be another slip-up along the way here, but, man, Penn State looked great in flashes, and then they have these, infuriating moments um which makes them so difficult to peg right now yeah yeah i think i mean it's the schedule they're not going to have another ohio state on the schedule but it 
it is it's a lot to do. And if they I mean, if they go but that's the reason. If they go seven and oh in these final seven weeks, they'll have a lot of games to point to and say, Look, we're one point away against a very good mm-hmm. team from being undefeated. We we should be in the college football playoff. And absolutely, I think that's a that's a good point. The fact that it was such a close game certainly matters. Um and yeah. as we've seen Penn State before, style points count, right? Let's not, you know, pretend they don't. I mean, they will have to try and blow people out like they did mm-hmm. for much of the first, you know, four weeks. They'll have to continue to do that, kind of run up the score to make their case a little bit more, pound the table a little bit more um, to see if they can kind of help themselves into that conversation. Yeah. So Pesci still certainly has a lot to play for and should be an intriguing next two months. We'll see how it shakes out. And uh, Audrey Snyder, you should follow her on Twitter. It's at Audrey Snyder for, am I wrong on that? Odd Snyder for? Odd Snyder for, somebody must have stole my handle, and so it's it's been like this for years, Steve, and just, yep, that's that's it, Odd Snyder for. (laughs) Odd Snyder for, I should have looked that up before I introduced it. But Audrey, thank you as always for joining us and your terrific insight. We will talk to you again soon. Enjoy the bye week. Sounds great, Stephen. Take care. All right. In our final segment today, we have our updated Big Ten Power Rankings. Let's start at the bottom. As usual, it is Rutgers, where Rutgers has been all year. Rutgers kind of gave Indiana a game at home, but they lost. Good news is Rutgers plays Illinois this week in the Somebody is Getting a Big Ten Win Bowl. Should be a fun one in Champaign. 13th this week, Nebraska. Huskers are 0-4, lost to Purdue at home on Saturday. Nebraska has now lost eight games in a row dating back to last season. Tough times in Lincoln. Number 12 this week, Illinois. Illinois was off after the loss to Penn State a few weeks ago on Friday. They get Rutgers in that aforementioned someone is getting a Big Ten win bowl on Saturday. Number 11 this week is Minnesota. The Gophers are 3-1. and They had a bye after getting drubbed by Maryland a couple weeks ago. Still don't really expect too much out of PJ Flex Group in 2018. Number 10 this week is Indiana. Hoosiers are 4-1 after beating Rutgers. Next three games are against Iowa, or excuse me, against Ohio State, Iowa, and then Penn State. So could be a, a back to 500 by the end of that stretch. Number 9 this week, Purdue. The Boilers have won two in a row after losing their first three games of the year. Jeff Brom's offense has looked good all year. They put up 42 against Nebraska on Saturday. Number eight in this week's Big Ten Power Rankings, Northwestern. Wildcats had a 17-0 lead on Michigan, and then they didn't. Uh, Northwestern was up by that 17-0 margin early in the second quarter, and they kept it close throughout the game, but ultimately did not score in the second half and lost 20-17 to at Ryan Field against the Wolverines. Number seven in this week's Big 10 power rankings is Maryland. The Terps are 3-1. and one. They were off last week. They go to the big house this weekend. I mean, Northwestern gave uh, Michigan a game. It was, you know, at it was a home game for Northwestern. This is a road game for Maryland. But maybe they can keep things kind of close up there and, and kind of interesting against Jim Harbaugh's team. Number six in this week's Big 10 power rankings are the Iowa Hawkeyes. So Iowa's 3-1. and one. They go to Minnesota this week. That one loss against uh, Wisconsin was a tough one at home. And then Iowa's next three games are against Minnesota, Indiana, and Maryland. So Iowa could very well be 6-1 and one and ranked when they visit Penn State on October 27th. 
Michigan State is number five in this week's countdown. Spartans played Central Michigan last week, a non-con game. They're three and one now. They host Northwestern this weekend before visiting Penn State on October 13th. Wisconsin's number four in this week's countdown. Badgers had a bye after a narrow win over Iowa last week. They get winless Nebraska this weekend, and then they, they go to Michigan. So Michigan's at home the next two weekends. They play at Michigan October 13th. Could be an intriguing day in the Big Ten with uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Penn State. Michigan State could kind of figure out who is for real out of among these like top five teams here in the conference. Michigan's number three, and it, even with the, the early struggles against Northwestern, I really do think the best three teams in this league are in the Big Ten East. Michigan had that comeback. I, I, I think they're going to beat Wisconsin in a few weeks. We'll see. But the offense has looked a little bit better. And their defense is really, really good with Chase Winovich and Rashawn Gary and, and uh, those guys, Devin Bush, a linebacker. Michigan has a very talented team and I think still is a, is a slight uh, dark horse to, to win the Big Ten this year. Penn State's number two this week. I'm not dropping Penn State in these rankings after that loss because you can't really say that Penn State and Ohio State aren't the best two teams in the Big Ten heading into October. And they outplayed the Buckeyes for three and a half quarters. Another tough loss. We've talked about it a ton here on Locked On Nittany Line. So I don't need to get into it much, but I still think Penn State deserves to be number two in these Big Ten power rankings. Number one, yes, it is Ohio State. Buckeyes won a game they shouldn't have won, and they did it because they have a boatload of playmakers who stepped up in in the final eight minutes. Uh, got, Got two big touchdowns from their veteran wide receiver core, and then Chase Young at defensive end was was a maniac. Uh, he's very talented. He's probably going to be a top five, top ten pick in the NFL draft in a few years. Though Penn State does have to deal with him again at least next year. He's only a sophomore. Uh, Ohio State's comfortably in the driver's seat for a Big Ten title and a college football playoff berth. And their next, their next four games, Indiana, Minnesota, Purdue, and Nebraska, they might not be challenged again until Michigan State – uh, hosts the Buckeyes on November 10th. So Ohio State looking like they'll be sitting in this number one spot and uh, a top three ranking in the AP poll for a few weeks to come. Uh, so yeah, it makes it again, it's going to make it hurt for, for Penn State to miss out on that chance to win on Friday or on Friday, on Saturday. All right. Those are our updated Big Ten power rankings. And that has been today's Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you as always for listening. We'll have new shows continuing throughout the bye week. We'll look ahead a little bit about Penn State's college football playoff chances uh, and chances to run the table uh, and go 7-0 in the last two months here. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into discussion about that in the next couple shows here later this week. So look, be on the lookout for that. And uh, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a good one.